Hey girl, hey! And welcome to the Self Love Fix Podcast, where we get relatable, we share tea, and we support each other on this journey of self-love, self-worth, personal development, self-esteem, and self-care. Because why wait until it's too late to start becoming the best version of ourselves? Let's start today. And I'm your host, Beatrice. So let's get into it. Hey, sunflowers, and welcome back to another episode of the Self Love Fix podcast. How are you? How are you doing? So I know a lot of you guys love the intro, but I have to be honest. I think I'm going to change it. I think, I don't know. I'm I'm outgrowing it a little and I'm ready for a new intro and also I wanted to um, demonstrate more that we are talking about the journey of self-love in relation to inner child healing because I think that is where most of us are and where most of us are trying to head towards and I just want to do that so that the other new sunflowers can understand what this podcast is about but that's neither here nor there i want us to go ahead and get into some of the important things that i wanted to bring up this week one of them including the book of the month which by the way happy may i think last time we talked it was still april so happy may um the book for this month is actually going to be loving the self affirmations by lisa a romano um i will put a link in the description box below uh but this is an amazing it's a short short book i believe it's um a nice collection of affirmations that are geared towards people who are codependent or struggle with codependent belief systems and it's amazing i think there's also an audiobook version of it if you're interested in that i would totally check that out uh but either way the um, paperback or the audiobook or the ebook version is amazing. I think you guys would absolutely love it. So that's the book of the month. I also just wanted to quickly talk about last week's episode on uh, narcissistic mothers and the 10 signs you may have a narcissistic mother. A lot of you identified with that episode and um, had experiences similar to what I was talking about. So I wanted to let you know that there will definitely be more content surrounding um, that topic because it's something that I have personal experience with and I'm really passionate about helping you guys understand as it relates to self-love and learning how to love yourself. So don't worry, <laughs> there's going to be more. There will absolutely be more of that. And on that note, I know this Sunday is going to be mother's day and if any of you could relate to the last episode you might find it to be a more difficult holiday you might find it to be difficult to relate to people who uh enjoy this holiday if you've had a difficult uh, relationship with your mother and i just wanted to let you know that you know you're not alone and it's okay for you to grieve that relationship uh if it wasn't a great relationship it's okay to, for you to feel however you feel honestly and just know once again you're not alone a lot of people go through uh that every time mother's day comes along in fact something that might be really helpful for you is staying away from the social media on mother's day or maybe just tuning into your favorite social media accounts and communities 
that can help encourage you during this time. Um, I know I will be one of them because I know it's a difficult time. So don't feel bad if you want to kind of stay away during Sunday. It can be hard. It can really be hard. So I just wanted to send that encouragement out. So this week I wanted to talk about how to let go of self-critical and negative thoughts and the reason I wanted to talk about it is because a lot of you were talking about how during the quarantine time which by the way I hope you're doing okay during this time but a lot of you were talking about how during this time you feel like your thoughts are becoming a lot more loud um, because you're spending more time alone and it's difficult for you to cope with them and they're just constant like the self-criticism the negative thoughts you feel consumed by them so first i wanted to let you know you're not going crazy okay it's just that you have a lot of time left to yourself more than usual right you're usually preoccupied with a work or school or kids or whatever you have going on you're usually um preoccupied with that most hours of the day and now you're having a little bit or a lot more time to yourself and so your brain is like okay i'm gonna spill over everything i've been keeping inside so it's not that something is wrong with you it's just that you have more capacity or I should say your brain has more availability for it to kind of like word vomit all that it has going on, all that it's held in the subconscious. And I know a lot of you too have been talking about kind of rabbit hole thinking. You know, you just kind of have one thought that leads to the next, that leads to the next until you spiral off into just maybe even worst case scenarios. Like some of you... Um, had mentioned being involved with you know a romantic partner or a potential partner and just kind of being obsessed with you know what's going on with them and falling into rabbit hole thinking of why aren't they texting me and what's going on and kind of that rabbit hole thinking of oh no maybe he doesn't want to talk to me anymore oh no maybe i did something oh no you know just kind of that ricochet effect of blaming yourself and criticizing yourself for the actions of someone else and if it's not that maybe you find yourself getting consumed with thoughts about maybe even your own friends or people in your life and you're thinking okay we're in this quarantine space and it's like so and so hasn't contacted me you know like a friend or even a family member it's like are they done with me are they you know not wanting to have a relationship with me anymore what's going on and then you fall into this rabbit hole thinking of oh no they're done with me i must have done something wrong you know that really just fear of losing the people around you and i think that's where a lot of your negative thoughts that you guys were talking about are coming from is just the fear of am i going to be alone is no one ever going to talk to me what am i doing wrong and i know that a lot of you too just kind of feel like maybe there's not anybody that can relate to you where you feel like you're just going through this alone and i just want to emphasize look if you have grown up in a codependent type of thinking meaning you have experienced emotional abuse emotional trauma narcissistic abuse like i was talking about last week you know this is the baseline for you this is what you experience you're constantly living in this survival mode of i have to think about what everybody thinks about me i have to care about what everybody thinks about me and if i know that everybody on the outside is okay then i'll be okay it's just the way you were raised and a lot of you might not even have realized it that it's it's survival mode and it's been consuming you and taking over your life for years 
And that's why I want to give you a lot of encouragement because I remember what it feels like to feel completely alone in your thoughts or like you're going crazy or like nobody else understands what you're going through. And this idea of something must be wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just the patterns, the patterns that you were raised with, the patterns that you've been following without, you know, without even realizing it. And, you know, the thing of it is, is we've become so used to hearing criticism and judgment from our families and from our mothers, our fathers, from aunts and uncles, people around us. And without knowing it, we've adopted what they have to say to us as our truths. We've literally absorbed what they've had to say as our truths and taken it on, taken on this burden. Uh, this is why I want to like emphasize to you guys that there's nothing wrong with you there's literally nothing wrong with you a lot of it has to do with the way you're raised and what you've been hearing honestly i remember how deeply my thoughts used to censor me and make me feel out of control and how much they used to control me like i remember going to the gym and just honestly i loved the gym still love the gym it's fun well i guess we can't go there <laughs> now but before quarantine it, it was my favorite thing to do um, I enjoy going, but you know, back when I was very codependent, I would walk into a gym and just feel like I would have to tune into what everybody was, you know, their facial expressions, everyone around me. I used to think, oh my gosh, they must think I look like a weirdo. Like, oh my gosh, he gave me a funny look. He probably thinks I don't know what I'm doing. And I would just adjust myself based on the facial expressions people would give me. And I would feel like I had to act a certain way based on their nonverbal communication and to be honest now nowadays i know that you know people could be thinking a million different things they might be looking my way and maybe they gave me some kind of stank face but it really has nothing to do with me maybe they just saw someone behind me or maybe they just remember the fact that uh something that's not so great is coming up that they have to do like maybe some homework or something and they just <laughs> like gave a stank face you know what i mean like I now realize that not everything um, or every situation is directed towards me. But at the time, I took everything so personally and I censored myself and adjusted myself without anyone even putting in their two cents. I just figured I have to read the room, right? I think that's what all the kids are saying. <laughs> I say that like I'm much older than I am, but uh, <laughs> jokes aside, I felt like I had to read the room and adjust myself without people telling me anything. And that's a very common thing with being codependent is this feeling of I have to change. I have to do something. I have to adjust myself based on clues, based on clues that people are giving me without them actually saying things. And the reason that we do this is because of feeling like we're living in survival mode, right? We're always trying to prepare for the threat, you know, because when you grow up um, in childhood with emotional abuse or just not in such a very stable situation, you know, even if you had parents that were alcoholics, for example, there's just always that sense of that feeling of threat. Your thoughts are almost trying to prepare you for that. They're almost trying to censor what you do because they are acting in anticipation of that threat. And so it's you know, the mind is an incredible thing. It's always trying to protect you or what it thinks is protecting you. But unfortunately, its version of protection is often uh, debilitating to us. It's often not fun. This is not a state where a lot of us like to be in, you know, where we're constantly thinking about what other people are thinking about us and we're constantly having negative thoughts about ourselves. 
and talking about that, you know, I also remember living most of my life thinking I was super irresponsible, thinking I was just messed up like something was innately wrong with me that's what i used to tell myself it's just something's wrong with me like i'm not normal i'm not like normal people i don't function like normal people that i'm just prone to making mistakes i'm unreliable and i always have to look to other people for direction and guidance because i just don't have it literally that's how i was walking around um in the world and i never questioned it you know i just kind of believed it i kind of i I didn't even think about it it's just how i was and then i realized people weren't telling me that story people were telling me the complete opposite of what I thought about myself. And I thought, okay, well, there has to be some kind of disconnect. Something's wrong here. Why are they seeing, are they just being nice, right? That self-doubt kind of creeps in. It's like, no, they're just being nice. It's not true because they don't know how awful I really am. They don't know how like fucked up I really am. Um, yes, that's literally what I used to think about myself. That, that was the vibe. Um, and I just couldn't understand. I was like, why are they seeing this one thing, but I'm seeing this other thing? Like our views aren't matching. They're lying to me. They're just trying to be nice. Bless their hearts. That was literally what I thought about it as. And then something clicked later on. I realized, wait, let's take a good look at it. Why are all these people saying all these nice things about you, but you're not. And that's when I realized it's because of a lot of the, um, things I was absorbing from my parents and the people around me. And I realized that something has got to give, uh, the way that I'm seeing myself might be the wonky part. It's not that I'm, there's actually something wrong with me. It's that maybe I've got to fix the lens. Maybe I've got to fix the lens through which I see my own self. And that's when I started to realize and learn, you know, my thoughts are not actually me. Yes, I know it's a crazy concept. You're probably sitting there like in your car or at home like, girl, what are you talking about? I think them. Aren't they my thoughts? No, I promise you, you're not your thoughts. Sure, they show up in your mind space. And sure, you think them, but you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts have so many origins, right? They come from your environment. They come from your parents largely influencing you in your early years influencing how you think and especially if you had you know that uh narcissistic abuse that childhood trauma that emotional abuse a lot of the messaging you were getting is that you're not enough something's wrong with you you always mess up you're doing a bad job that was the verbiage that you got so what happens when you hear that over and over and over again eventually you start hearing yourself taking the place of what they say eventually you adopt what they've said as your own and eventually that becomes the voice their voice becomes your voice without you even realizing it isn't that crazy isn't that just kind of awful too when you think about it and that's why i'm here to tell you that you're not your thoughts you are the observer of your thoughts but you're not your thoughts and i hope this frees you i hope this helps you see that there's hope that you're not some person that's messed up that you're not some person that is innately wrong or bad and that there's nothing wrong with you i hope that you see that it's just the way that you were raised that's influenced the thinking that you have today and i know some of you guys have talked about victimization and self-victimization i want to make it clear this isn't about blaming our parents and blaming our caregivers for the way that we are it's about recognizing uncovering and discovering our truth so that we can use that information and heal from it this is not a podcast or a place where we ruminate 
on uh, the things we've been through and stay there. This is a podcast where we validate what we've been through and then uh, at our own pace, do something to heal from it and grow from it. I just want that to be made clear because I don't know if everybody understands that. And I want you to know that there's truth and power in your story. Okay, so if you take anything away from today, remember, you are not your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. This means you can attach from them, detach from them. You don't have to align with them. You can choose what you want to do with the thoughts that pop up in your mind because they are not you. And because I know this is a topic that is affecting so many of you during quarantine, I get a lot of messages about this. I want to let you know I have a masterclass available for pre-order on uh, more of this topic on how to stop negative and self-critical thoughts. It's a video class that is jam-packed with challenges and talks about the roots. It goes deeper into the roots of negative thoughts and self-critical thoughts and it goes into how to get rid of these patterns and how to rewrite your narrative you know as somebody who is going through codependency or someone who's suffered from narcissistic abuse i want to i wanted to provide something that would cater to that experience because i know how isolating it can feel uh going through this experience not everybody understands it or understands how to navigate it as in how to navigate getting rid of these negative thoughts and how what to do about it in the context of inner child healing in the context of healing from narcissistic abuse so i hope this is something that you'll check out something that will help you teach you um how to move away from this type of thinking how to heal from this type of thinking and i will put that uh link in the description box below again it is the masterclass for how to stop negative and self-critical thoughts and the pre-order lasts until may 10th so it'll be available may 10th so make sure you get it before the pre-order sale is over and i can't wait to see you in class um thank you so much for listening and tuning into this week's podcast episode i hope this was helpful as always and i can't wait again next week have an amazing weekend